What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings that follow along and have been following along for quite some time and our new listeners. All of you guys are creators and entrepreneurs and uh, hustlers and innovators and disruptors and makers and producers and designers and uh, people just really thinking in and out of the box or maybe you're trying to think out of the box and the general public does not understand you. I get you. We get you. Everybody on this podcast that comes on this podcast gets you. You are definitely not alone. Uh, and, you know, I, I continuously, as you guys know, I, I always say we don't glamorize or glorify end success. I've been saying it since episode one, right now in the 370s. I'm going to continue to always say it because success is arbitrary. It's really about what makes the most sense for you. And if you're in the game and you're actually already running, you already have a level of success period, in my opinion. Um, now it's just about what level are you trying to get for yourself that makes the most sense. And so for any of my newer listeners, thank you guys for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Matt Gottesman. I'm the host. You can always reach out to me at Matt Gottesman uh, on Instagram. And there you'll get access to you know some of the other ventures that I'm a part of, other brands. And please reach out. Uh, everybody knows I answer every single DM, text, reply, response, something on the wall. I've been doing it there and at my other account, HDF Magazine on Instagram for the last eight years. I don't plan on stopping. Uh, and I'm just really, really grateful to have you guys here. And we have another really great uh, topic this week and another incredible guest. We're going to be talking about building a business from the inside out. And it's uh, you guys know I preach this a lot, um, authenticity. You know I preach values. And this is really going to be the benchmark for the show, because when you're in your authenticity and you have humility and you're asking the right questions and you have a better understanding of yourself and you're critically thinking and you're surrounding yourself with good people and you know your values and you know your needs and you know the right questions to ask, there's a much better chance of the quote unquote success or the outcome, I should say, of what it is that you're trying to build and create, or at least the ability to pivot it along the way and, and mold it and shape it into whatever makes the most sense, right? So uh, I've got an incredible guest, Bree Seely. She's a very unapologetic entrepreneur, uh, you know, and, and an entrepreneur coach. She's done it all. Uh, we actually met on Clubhouse um, in a, uh, a Phoenix Fashion Week room. And uh, she was uh, an owner of a fashion brand and had done that for many years. And then also went in into some other entrepreneurial endeavors or and just helping other entrepreneurs along the way. Um, she is Google's number one entrepreneur coach, helps entrepreneurs create long-term sustainable success on their terms, which the moment uh, her and I talked about that, <laughs> I was like, exactly my point. <laughs> and then uh, distills you know, her 14 years of real world experience into easily digestible and tangible tools uh, to help all these entrepreneurs uh, go from zero to profit. Not She definitely knows that one size does not fit all and her approach is customized and tailor-made to every uh, client and how they monetize their vision and build their business. You guys, I talk about this all the time, like that there's no one size fits all because we all have an individual journey really based on the person behind the brand ourselves. 
Uh, she was awarded a Silver Stewie, Stevie, excuse me, a Silver Stevie Award in 2020 for Coach of the Year. Uh, she is a business and a bronze Stevie award in 2024 women of the year business services. So one for business, one for business services. She's a member of the Forbes coaches council and the author of the best-selling permission to leap. And her expertise has been featured in over 50 press outlets, including the today show thrive global entrepreneur, Yahoo Forbes and more. Oh, uh, and now the hustle sold separately <laughs> has been interviewed on hundreds of podcasts. Uh, but more specifically the hustle sold separately. And I'm so <laughs> grateful to have her here. <laughs> Thank you, Brie. I appreciate it. I now need to update my bio clearly. Uh, no, it's a, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Please do. <laughs> it would be honor. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This is lovely. Yeah. I, you know, the first question is always the the only same question because the rest is conversational. How did we get here? Because you started telling me your story the other day and it's incredible. And I think it leads to a lot of really great context for the audience. Like, oh, wow, not only has she done it, man, she's done it. She's been through it. She's seen it. And it's really cool because you came from a whole other side, a whole other, you know, an industry. And it's one that a lot of people either dying to get into, want to know about, want to be in, and don't always know the realities of it. Um, and now you're dealing with all kinds of businesses around the world. So I would love for you to give the context of, you know, you can go as far back as you want. Yeah. So one thing I always like to kind of like frame my story around is that there have been so many things within my story that seem random or disconnected. And where I've gotten to right now, I look back and I'm like, oh, Everything that's happened in my past has literally contributed to exactly where I am today. So I grew up with a mom that ran a, a college bookstore and then dove into running her own daycare and dove into buying, you know, the town candy store and dove into, an, you know, another business after that. And so I was raised around a lot of entrepreneurship. Um, I also was an only child growing up for the first 10 years of my life. So I was very akin to making my own rules, doing what I want. Like I always got to be the one choosing what we ate for dinner because mom didn't care, right? Like, so I got so used to doing life on my terms at a very young age, being shown by a mom how to create your own path, right? Then I ended up going to college, getting a degree in fashion design, uh, spent two years in Italy and actually got my master's in Italy in fashion design as well. Came back to the States, got a day job uh, as a counselor. Now, the only requirement for the job was that you have a bachelor's degree. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to take this job. I need the money. And I hated it. I, I actually said no to the job four times before I said yes to it. I didn't want the job. Was not my cup of tea. But it was easy for me. It was the billable hour, which meant I could get paid for more hours than I actually put in and have time and space to then start my fashion label as well. And so a lot of people don't ne didn't necessarily know this at the time, but um, when I did Phoenix fashion week, I had a day job, like my first, my seven out of my eight years in my fashion business, I had a day job. And so that's one thing I always like to highlight because people think like, oh, well, in order to be an entrepreneur, I have to be all in and I have to quit my job immediately. That is not the case whatsoever. In fact, I call that job my, that was like my first investor mm -hmm. in my business and so I ran my fashion label for eight years, moved from the Seattle area down to LA with my label, was doing really, on the outside, looked like it was doing really great. I was dressing celebrities. I won Phoenix Fashion Week, got picked up by Zappos.com, you know, was doing all these crazy, amazing things, whatever. Um, but on the inside, I wasn't happy. I was stressed out all the time. I was going into more and more and more and more debt. 
And I just hadn't figured out how to sell my stuff, the market that it needed to be in front of, the kinds of people that were going to buy it for the price point that it was at. And in 2015, March 2015, spring equinox, I was meditating. Um, and I heard this very clear, fashion isn't it, shut it down, walk away. Mm. And now had I just heard that and like everything had been good, maybe I would have been like, really? I don't know. Like, is that really what I need to do? But because I'd been so frustrated, having panic attacks, totally afraid of how the money was going to come in, like everything, I was just like, this is my permission to like, let it go because it no longer feels aligned. So 72 hours later, I shut down my fashion business. Wow. Uh, And two weeks later, I started coaching Mm. and luckily had a coach to help me because I had no idea what I was doing. I was going from a product-based business to a service-based business, like, you know, a tangible in-person thing to now completely just working off my laptop. Um, And so I hired a coach and within nine months, like had my first five-figure month. And within, I think like 15 months, I had already hit six figures um, and just kind of have kept moving forward. And the thing that's interesting about what I do now and and what I said at the beginning of this is like, I never wanted that coaching job or counseling job, but I almost like needed it. Of course. Combined with my eight years of entrepreneur experience to now be someone that counsels entrepreneurs, right? So, you know, I, I just look back on everything and I'm like, oh, of course I've ended up here. Like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And all of that to say, I might not be doing this forever and that's okay. Like my journey may continue to evolve. I may have other things come up in the future. I don't know. Um, but I know whatever I'm doing today is going to then directly contribute to wherever I continue moving in the future. There's a lot of really great things that you're saying in there. I was taking a couple of notes along the way. Um, you know, yeah, to the counselor position, you said no four times. I find it very interesting. The things that we say no to that are meant for us will be like, I'll just ask you again. And that's really how, you know, the universe works in our favor so many times. It's funny. We can always look at the ones that we're trying to force and like, why won't this happen? But then there's also the ones we're like, I don't want that. And it just keeps trying to get in your world. And we sometimes have to be very, not sometimes, but a lot of times we have to be very receiving. So we can be like, you know what? This might play a role somewhere. I'm not sure where yet. And it's interesting that you're using that now to say, look, I know I might be other things. It's very possible because what I don't know for there, where I'm heading is directly correlated to what I'm receiving now, just like I was when I was a count, like when I was a counselor, and that that I didn't even want because I'm like, no, I'm only fashion. The second thing you brought up, and I think this is very important, and I was just having this conversation, um, is that seven out of eight years you had a day job. I too look at it as a financier, and you have to look at it as an investor. And um, you know, people get kind of this idea like it's it's uh, just this glorification of an entrepreneurial life and the freedom. I'm like, believe me. Freedom is earned. <laughs> it can take a while as you learn to navigate the waters and figure out which route is best and what you need to learn, what you need to do, what you need, where, who you need to be around, how you're going to serve, how you're going to fulfill, all of these different things. And yeah, it's great to have um, something that's not only grounding you, financing you, and constantly teaching you along the way. So, And I love that you bring that up because a majority of people have that um, even if they're not talking about it. Totally. And one thing I'd say too, is like, especially if you're trying to do it yourself, right? Like, especially if you're DIYing your business, Mm -hmm. 
it's going to take you 10 times longer to DIY your business than it would be to like invest in getting some help. And so if you are committed to DIYing your business, I would almost say, please keep your job. Like, please don't quit it. And then the other thing I'd say too, is that a lot of the people that you look at online that don't look like they have day jobs, have they day do. jobs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So for everybody listening, Brie and I went on a tear the first time we were talking on a Zoom call. <laughs> talking about the online world i think that's why we became friends <laughs> we were just both so like it's a little true yeah you know it's just you, you see we, we, what we're really what we're advocating for is just please don't everything you see online is not everything that's online unless they're really 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 authentic and really sharing all of the details um so you can never compare yourself to what you see online because it's just it, it's just not the case in most cases and usually the people who are really doing it and Brian and I's experience we've seen at least the, the people that i'm around that are crushing it they don't exactly reveal every single thing about their lifestyle that's like sort of like saying hey irs please come <laughs> come and find everything that i, I mean they're obviously operating very, very well and very professionally. But I'm just saying, like, people who have it and do it don't really need to sell it to get more of it. Right. So, well, and even though, like, I'm super authentic and super transparent, and I talk about all sorts of things that mm -hmm. later I'm like, should I have shared all of that? Right. And there's, there are still things that I was asked in a question, a podcast yesterday, and I was like, God, I can only think of one example, and it's one that I am unwilling to share. Right. So, you know, even for as authentic as as the most authentic person is, they're still not sharing everything. That's actually pretty authentic because you not wanting to share something because you're like, you know what? I, that's that's for me. That's a private thing. That's an authentic, honest answer. So, and probably get even more respect for that, right? <laughs> um, so I'm just throwing that out there. But And then I liked when you heard, you know, meditation does this to a lot of people. Life transformations does this a lot to a lot of people. All of a sudden, we are now open and we're receiving, you know, messages. And sometimes that can throw a lot of people off. Um, and you chose to listen. Fashion isn't it. Shut it down. Um, for any entrepreneur that is going through that right now, where there's a knowing, they know that they're like, you know what, this thing over here doesn't make sense. Uh, what do you? What are some of your recommendations for letting go? And really, really, you know, because it, you're, you brought up great points, the, the fear, uh, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the money, the fear of all these different things. Yes, you're speaking from now a point of like, look, everything turned out fine, <laughs> but they're not sure yet. So if you can go back to Bree 2015, what helped you kind of be like, you know what, let's just, let's just do this. Let's, let me just let go. What were some of those things that maybe other entrepreneurs that are in that place right now or, or just people wanting to make a shift? So one of the big things for me is intuition. Like when I can feel the truth of something in my body, in my soul, in my heart, um, what I've done is I have over time and practice, I have proven to myself that that intuition, those feelings are always right. And so when I know that I'm, I, I am a pretty generally calm person. And when I'm having anxiety attacks, like that's not yes. normal. When I'm frustrated all the time or angry about life, I'm also a generally like pretty happy, optimistic person. If like, if I'm feeling that off about something, I know that there needs to be a shift that happens. Now, one thing I, I again, know from experience and then also like talking to my friends and colleagues and my clients and all of this stuff is that one of the reasons we hold on to what we have right now is because we're so afraid that what we want 
isn't going to show up on the other side. Right. And um, I just said this in a podcast interview yesterday. One of my favorite cards in the tarot deck is the death card. Mm. Because it's that constant like having to let go of what isn't working for you or what's mediocre with the faith and the trust and the knowing that what it is you want is coming. Like I, I actually, I was talking to a friend actually last week and he was like, you're so good at this. And I was like, I think I'm actually too good at it. Like the second something starts feeling out of alignment, I'm like, oh, bye, done, out. Like, you know, I will have conversations, hard conversations with people. I will walk away. I shut down a secondary business in 2015 because I was like, this isn't aligned anymore. Or 2017, sorry. This isn't aligned anymore. Like I am, when I am clear about something, I just trust myself. And I think a big part of it is, and I, I recommend this to people as well, go back and make a list of all of the times you've had those intuitive hits and the universe has provided for you on the other side. Because for me, my brain literally needs that proof, that tangibility to hold on to, to know that this time it's also going to, like the universe is also going to support me and it's also going to work out for me. So I recommend, you know, looking back over other decisions you've made, other things that have felt unaligned that you've let go of and start making a list of all the times that you've done this and, and prove to your, literally prove to yourself, I've done this before. This is no different. I can do it again. It worked out last time and the time before and the time before and the time before it's going to work out this time. Well, uh, I love everything you're saying there. And um, the goal is practicing that so it gets faster and faster and faster and faster. Yep. And um, I, I also especially love that you brought up, you know, like I don't normally get panic attacks. And that's huge. I, you know, because I recently was having a conversation with a couple people about um, anxiety. And they said, you know, I'm not really prone to anxiety. And they said, do you ever have it? I'm like, I'll tell you where I've noticed it. And I'm like, and here's what I believe is happening. It's not an anxiety attack. They're like, what is it? I'm like, compromise. Like compromise. I'm like, I'm compromising my intuition. I'm in a meeting I shouldn't be in. I'm having a conversation I shouldn't have. I'm spending time with a person I shouldn't be spending with. I have a client that I shouldn't be having. Like, and it's like any your your body knows it. You know it, you feel it. And you maybe can't place your 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 grasp on it fully, but that's okay. Listen to it. And I love that that's what you're saying. Listen to it because it's telling you something. You don't have to know all the answers. In fact, it's probably best in a lot of ways that you don't. You just free yourself up for like, no, I, I got you. Like universe, your soul, your your intuitions. Like I, I got you. Like this is what you want over here. Like I know this is what you want. Can you let me take you there? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And very similarly, like I was going to say for me, anxiety is almost always like a lack of alignment. And so like when I, and it's literally like, I can feel anxiety attacks to me are literally feeling the dissonance between what's in my life and who I am, what I want to be in my life, my vision, all of that stuff. When they're out of alignment and they're not matching up, I literally feel that inside my body. And so I've just come to trust that feeling. And now anytime my, actually my word for 2021 was aligned And so now anytime anything feels unaligned, I have zero fear of being like, hey, this isn't working for me right now. I need to step away. Mm -hmm. I just literally had a, well, didn't have a conversation. It was me sending a message this morning being like, hey, this isn't an alignment for me anymore. 
Um, I know you're probably going to be upset by this, but, and I'm sorry, but like, I have to do this for me. Yep. And, and putting yourself first is actually advancing you to be able to do the things you are in this world and impact the people. And so sometimes I know from long ago and working through that as well, we can get caught up in kind of, um, we'll stick something out because we don't want to let others down at the cost of ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the last thing we want to do because, um, hey, I'm sorry. I know this is not what you want to hear, <clears throat> but I got to do what's right for me. You want me to do what's right for me. I understand that it might affect you, but in the bigger picture of what I'm here to do, I got to do this. And if you can't respect that, then you're kind of also proving my point and the reason why we're not aligned in the first place. <laughs> so. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the cool part too, and, and I've seen this in so many things, anytime you clear out something that's not aligned yeah. and you create that space, yeah. like the universe literally immediately starts to deliver you something to, to fill it with. And so the thing I always say is like, get clear. If you're letting something go, get clear on what you want to take its place so that you know that the universe is then going to deliver that to you. And it's so cool. I really literally have like the best fucking people in my life. My best friend this morning, because she's been helping me with the, with this. Excuse me. She's been helping me with this experience. And uh, she sent me a message this morning and she said, I can't wait to see what the universe brings mm. into your life now that you've cleared this out. Mm. And I was like, oh, so good. Right. And interesting. Um, I love having those people around me. And it's cool how they're constantly delivering their messages to us as well. Like um, even if just in them watching us and observing like, you know, and kind of them, the, the ones that we keep closest to us that we thank repeatedly because you're like, wow, you really are constantly like, you know, affirming <laughs> my decision. Like I appreciate not that we shouldn't, we, we we're grateful we don't have to rely on it, but even more grateful that we keep people around us that like, I get what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And okay. So relating to, uh, businesses that you are, you know, currently helping, um, well, where are you finding the most, I don't want to say problems. Um, where do people getting stuck or where do you, where do you think that they're, because you're constantly growing and evolving. And so, which by the way, what's incredible about that is that, when you lead by example, it makes it easier for the interaction with the people that you are working with because either they, they get that or they don't. If they don't, then they're not going to be a client. And if they get that, the advancement of you is the advancement of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think sometimes people like forget that. But like, what are you noticing that sometimes is tripping them up from where they're at and where they want to go? So I primarily serve two different kinds of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I serve entrepreneurs people mm -hmm. that want to become entrepreneurs or have a side hustle and are ready to like make it serious. And then I also serve solopreneurs. Um, so people that are kind of, you know, they're their entire business. They don't have a right. team yet. They don't have systems, processes, all that stuff. Um, and so I help those two different kinds of entrepreneurs scale up into the next level. So I would say with entrepreneurs, the biggest thing I see is just like a fear of commitment. Mm. And again, it goes back to that, like they're holding on to what they know and they're just so afraid of letting that go to step into the new iteration of their life. And they have those like, well, if I say yes to this business, is it going to support me? Am I going to make money from it? Is this going to actually work? Am I going to succeed? Um, and so those are a lot of the, the main fears that entrepreneurs have. And, and what I find is that a lot of entrepreneurs sit on the fence mm. for too long. 
like straddling yeah. between like, okay, this is what's here and I don't really want it, but this is what I want, but it's not here yet. So I can't really choose it yet. Um, and so one of the things I help them do is like really commit to building that vision that they have inside of them. Um, and then with solopreneurs, I think the biggest thing I see is they're super stubborn and like to do it themselves, uh, even though what's gotten them to where they are won't get them to the next phase and level. And uh, they also have fears around like, okay, but I have like an okay business right now. Like, yes, of course, I want to have an even greater business. But like, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I can't get there? Or what if I change my mind? Or, you know, like, it's that. So it's it's really is huge fears of the unknown, just different circumstances and situations for each group. And things that you dealt with personally, which is great because, um, you know, sometimes you get, well, there's a couple of cool things in here. Sometimes you get people who like they're teaching these things, but they haven't really, the context is missing. Whereas you've dealt with the context like, here's what I've, here's what I know. Here's what I've done. And it's not a one size fits all because you can use the modalities of this to tap into what would, you know, help you get over this. And the second thing that I think is really cool is that um, entrepreneurship is often um, kind of like given this, like, oh, you know, you're just a entrepreneur, you, you know, you're this, you're that. And, but we, there's kind of a responsibility of saying, you know what, if you really want this, and since we are moving into a creator economic, uh, you know, new paradigm, they do need to be serviced in a way that's nurtured to like, hey, if you're committed, then I'm going to show you how to get out of your head a little bit and more in the game and very systematic and very directional and very clear. And so we can almost get rid of that, that, um, you know, well, there's this entrepreneur category. No, there's the starter, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that they really, that, that group of individuals needs to be set on fire. I mean, not set on fire. That's a, like lit, like, you know, get, yeah, yeah. Them, get them going. Right. Because, um, because in doing so, um, more and more people can break out of the system. That's where I was really going with that. You know what I mean? Yes. And then, and then you've got that next group that is very, very, I know exactly. Cause that's, it's one of the, our agency services, some of the solopreneurs that are like, yeah, we need the, we, we need the, the systems and processes. I'm like, yeah, you're at capacity. You're at capacity and it's great, but you're also starting to, you know, figure out, do you have a life and how are you creating your life? And now you're wanting to take on different responsibilities for yourself, not just for others or for the business that it fulfills. Right. Um, so it, it's a very interesting place because you're helping them define more of a, a path for freedom. And I think that that's something that, um, usually they're coming to terms with like, oh, wait, I'm not really that free, am I? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know? that's, right? that's what happens with a lot of entrepreneurs. You right. know, they leave corporate where they have the golden handcuffs and right. they hop into a business where they make their own golden handcuffs. And, yeah. you know, in the first situation, someone else has the key. In the second situation, you have the key, right? It's just like whether or not you're willing to unlock that for yourself. And a lot of solopreneurs that I deal with are doing like they're trading time for money right. when they come to me. And so the problem is they're like, well, I want to make more money, but I don't have any more time. Right. And so they also have like a mindset block around like, how do I restructure my business to be able to scale so that I'm not working, you know, 50 hours a day right. <laughs> doesn't even exist to like be able to hit the metrics that I want to hit. Right. And so that's been my journey over the last three years uh, of 
like transcending that for myself. And now I'm really at a place to be helping other people do that, which is exciting. Which, you know, then this will lead into another question, but that's the the crux of any business. It's sort of like, hey, we're going to actually look at how we're approaching things. And once we start looking at the details of how we approach things, we almost go through a renaissance of, of innovation within the business. Because when a solopreneur goes from being a solo act into like, I need to redefine my approach, don't I? Like, yeah, you do. And like, let's look at the other areas and like, what exactly is possible and how do we actually approach that? So, you know, you're able to, um, to advance. Right. And I, and I just, I think that that's a really cool, uh, next step, if you will, for, um, for people in that position, because you're now coming to a new, you're now, you're now taking kind of the creative and and saying like, Hey, we're going to be responsible with it. We're going to actually be accountable. We're going to actually look at the, like, how do we change the approach? So, um, so the, the question I wanted that to lead into is I'm sure that as they're looking at their approach, they're also looking at themselves. And if they're looking at themselves, values come in because how are they valuing themselves before? Do they know their values? Um, how are values playing in what they're deciding to do moving forward, who they're servicing or providing their products for values is a very big deal. And I don't think it's often looked at enough. And then you get, of course, corporate values and you hear like an MBA school, like, oh, values, this and values that I'm like, okay. Like I'm talking about values that are actually being demonstrated. <laughs> yeah. Know? In my entrepreneur course, the first thing that we do, it's twofold. One, you have to have a daily practice because like we talked about in the intro, business, the best businesses are built from the inside out. So you have to have an inner practice. And then the second thing we talk about is values. Because again, if you have a business that is in direct opposition to the values that you need to be fulfilled in order to be happy and like a good functioning human in the world, you're going to be miserable. Proof in point, my fashion business. I didn't realize until a year and a half after I shut it down what my core values were. And I had the biggest aha moment of like, Oh, no wonder it didn't work out for me. My top core value is freedom. Mm -hmm. Fashion, well, you know, great business, not a freedom-inducing business. I had to have an office in downtown LA filled with machinery, equipment, supplies, stock, um, patterns, fabric. Like I, the amount of stuff I had, my girlfriends used to joke because I would have these big bags with, I called me the bag lady. I had these big bags with me all the time. And they were like, it's like, you have a kid, like you're carrying around diaper bags all the time, but it's like fashion shit, right? Like I was always saddled down, even down to like the cars that I chose. I needed to choose cars that held all my bins with all the things so that I could drive to Phoenix and do the fashion shows, like not a freedom inducing business. So now I've built a business where as long as I have my laptop or my cell phone, I can work anywhere. I have run this business in LA, Minneapolis, uh, New York City, and now Tulsa. And like, I can go wherever I want, whenever I want, however I want, and do whatever I want while running my business and making a lot of money and impacting the world and not feel like I'm tied down to like, a, one experience of life or like held back. I like that you bring up freedom and, and for everybody listening, freedom is defined very differently by everybody. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> for like, in terms of like my, that, I mean, I, since I've always been in tech, um, I've always been remote, 
my whole life. Um, and so I definitely get, that's why when everybody was like, oh, remote work, I'm like, this is not a new concept. <laughs> I know. I've been running my business this way for six years when everyone was like, oh, how was your business impacted by COVID? I was like, it wasn't. Right. I, you know, and, and it was <laughs> like, what do you mean? When I even, I brought this up on several podcasts when people would say stuff like, um, hey, have you heard of this Zoom thing? I'm like, you gotta be kidding. I, maybe we talked about this as well. I was like, you gotta be no. kidding. What is it you think that we uh, I've been doing all these years? <laughs> like, Dude, you think I'm just I some wish- glorified blogger? <laughs> I wish I would have bought stock in Zoom five years ago. I know. And you know, and it's funny because I've been using it for like since the beginning of time. And uh, and it's, you know, they, they always say like the best investments are the ones that you know are are like they're servicing people. Like you know it's a need in the market. That's it. Like don't make it more complicated. And it's so funny because all these tech things that I'm uh, tied to, I, I spend more time on crypto. Maybe that's why. But you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And the freedom... The freedom aspect, um, and the reason why I brought that up to everybody is that it's different for everybody because some people, freedom is like, oh no, I'm fine just cutting and sewing on my fashion because I'm out of that corporate world and I'm cool with just like, just being in this and out of that, you know, and just doing in my art. And that might be fine for many, 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 many years, uh, maybe all the years or some of the years. But then freedom has the, this beautiful uh, ability to adapt, evolve, and change. Um, and so, but I, I ultimately... I constantly say to all business owners the you know the idea is that how do you run an efficient business that um, you are reducing the wasted time, which also impacts yourself, and increase the efficiency and you know and and um, output at it without costing you, and when you can really find and solve for time, you'll really find your freedom, right? And that's kind of what I've figured out over the last three years as well is that, you know, my two programs that I have, I've beta tested them like crazy, right? And then I turned them into recorded modules. And so now I don't have to show up and teach live ever, really, right? Like I show up once a month in one program for, you know, live coaching. I show up twice a month in the other program for live coaching. I have a coaching assistant that helps out with my other program. Mm -hmm. And so like, I've really figured out a way and a structure to essentially not like fully remove myself from my business, but like remove my need to be putting in my direct time and energy. Um, And now I just get to stay essentially in my zone of genius and just teach and just, you know, share thought leadership and getting ready to write my second book and all of these things. Um, whereas before my business, I was probably in my zone of genius, maybe 10 to 20% of the time. And the rest of the stuff was all administrative stuff or marketing stuff that just, yeah. Let's, so, let's, shift. no, absolutely. Let's talk about this concept of, of time more um, because this is where a lot of people are getting caught up. Um, for me, it, it required a lot of reverse engineering. So I had to first look at, um, you know, what is it that I was currently doing? Where is it that I was trying to go? Again, values, um, needs, um, you know, a life. Like what does that? We, we have to better understand who we are and where we want to go in order to be able to even reverse engineer something. And I think so often more than not, people are just not taking the time to like ask people, like, what do you want? Like, oh, I want this. I'm like, no, 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 no. What do you really want? I was like, because a lot of these things that you're already saying that you want, that's really getting you freedom. But like, have you really, really thought about why you want those things or how you want those things? And even if they're vast, which is beautiful, how do you get there without giving up who you are to get there? 
because otherwise you'll be in a loop and you'll never get there. Yeah. And the metaphor that I use for this, for anyone that like does like if it's not fully landing is if you were to want to go to a destination, say you're sitting in your car, you want to go to a destination, you pick up your phone and you say, Hey, Siri, I can't say it too loud or she'll, she'll be like, what do you want? My phone will pick up. Um, like take me anywhere. She'll pop up or he, mine's a he, will pop up and say, where do you want to go? And I'll be like, anywhere, take me anywhere. Your GPS cannot take you anywhere, right? So if you're just plugging into your future, like, oh, I don't know, universe, like whatever. I just like, maybe I'll go to this place or maybe I won't. I don't know. The universe can't take you there, right? You, If you don't know where you're going, there is no path that can be built to that place. You have to be the one to input your destination mm -hmm. in order for the universe to start being like, great, awesome, go straight here, turn left here, go through the roundabout and like take the second exit on, you know, like then the path starts being built. But if you don't know where you're going to, you like you can't get there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for everybody listen, listen, I like not too long ago, um, as a consultant, um, I loved what I was doing, but it was up and down and up and down and up and down. There's only so much long you can do in a roller coaster. And then also you have to look at like even when the money is great, it's still not wealth generating, it's still not freedom. And so I too I had to go through I'm like, I need to really do two assessments. One, I need to assess where is it I really, really want to go and why? And what does that actually look like? And what does that all involve? All the way down to, as Bree's saying, the, the minute details. And then to assess my approach. And actually, I'm like, rethink systems and processes to get there. Which, by the way, it's much more fun when you're in your own garage, working on your Ferrari underneath the hood of in working on the engine yourself in the beginning because you're setting everything up like you're you're it's intentional you know where the car is going to take you and it's a beautiful beautiful like engine that you're customizing for where you're heading but you're now it actually reduces a lot of the anxiety and the unknown and the fear and all these other things because you're like no actually i know where i'm going i'm just having to put all the pieces together but at least now you're more directional and clear right yeah, and I've always liked to, to to kind of learn how to do things in my business first. Yes. Because then, you know, like I've trained my VA on all of the things. And so it's just easy for me. And then if she has a question or if she doesn't know how to yes. do something, I get to pop in or I step in and say like, hey, the way you're doing this is inefficient. Let me help you out. Or yes. I'm just offloading my books for the first time in my business, right, to a bookkeeper. And I'll be able to still go in and be like, okay, I know exactly what's happening with my books because I've done them for 15 years. But now it's actually costing me more to do them myself mm -hmm. than to hire them out. So, like, I think it's great to have the skills to be under the hood, to know how everything is working and to set up the foundations for that. But there comes a time in your life and business where you have to bring in other people to help you because for me, doing my books right now is actually taking me away from the revenue generating activities that I, I could be doing in my business. Yes. So it's like lost money in my right. business for me to do my books versus, you know, investing money in her to do them so that I can make more while, you know, while she's working. Amen. Uh, it's so true. And, and uh, I heard a great uh, quote uh, a few years ago. You can't delegate what you don't understand. So to Bree's point, everybody is listening. I, love I, that. I completely agree. You cannot delegate what you don't understand. So um, we learn the engine so we can get other people to work on the engine 
and not only can I give my advice and input because I'm I'm the chief designer. I'm the chief designer. So even as I turn my consultancy into an agency, everyone knows I'm Q&A. They're like, hey, Matt, how does this look? I'm like, mm, I tweak that, 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 and that, and we should be good to go. In fact, actually, you know what? Run this a little bit differently. That'll actually make it more efficient. Like, okay, on it. And they're doing it. <laughs> you know, and they're incredible. And and we all we all row the boat together in that in that aspect. And I'm not in the business. I'm on the business. Um, yes. But I wouldn't be able I wouldn't be able to delegate or say like no I want this change here because I know because I know what's going to happen I know or I know why this needs to look a certain way or how this has to now interact. Um, so the cool part is is and to your point when you're um, you're able to delegate it but still be on the business not in it. Uh, clients know that I'm always I'm always there. They know I'm I'm the guy at Mercedes that's like hey your Mercedes is ready. I looked it over. And so they feel good because they're like, oh, wow. Because, you know, you know, a lot of agencies, a lot of different things out there are like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll just get some people to get it. And then we'll like, here you go. And I'm like, no, it actually has to go through me. I'm like, mm, I, I spent like, and, and some, I, I still admit it. Sometimes I can't help it. I can't help it. Sometimes I still jump in there and I like do some tweaks to the design because, but that's, that's my choice. And if I, and if I make that choice, to Bree's point, it can take away from another revenue generating activity. But if I make that choice consciously and I'm okay with it, I'm okay with it. But if I'm doing it too much, I have to check myself and be like, hey, cool. So and so, I need you to tweak these things right here. Um, yep. Right? You know, so. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So I love that you bring that up um, because um, it is easy to get, you know, buried in the details. Um, but we have a responsibility to solve for time. Um, I can't really own that one. That was Naval. Um, but he said, like, solve for time, you'll solve for everything else. And it's true. And, and, and anything, it's not just your business, right? Because if you're solving for time in other areas of your life, you suddenly have more of it for the things that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? One of the first books that I ever read about this that I loved, and I think I read it back in, it must have been like 2011. I think I read it. It's called The E-Myth. Yes. And it talks exactly about like what you said, working in your business versus on your business and how a lot of people get into business and they just spend all their time working in their business when they should be spending more time working on their business because working on your business is what's going to grow it. Working in your business is just going to maintain the day-to-day and keep you in the rat race that you, frankly, were trying to get out of in corporate and you just put yourself back into, you just happen to now be your own boss. Amen. Amen. So values, freedom is top of the list. What other values? There's something cool that earlier when you were saying about, um, oh, had I known this when I was doing the fashion business, <laughs> what other values did you discover? I'm, I'm curious. Your, your own values. So I actually just kind of realized that I think I have a few different values in a few different areas of my life. Of um, but in terms of like business and I think kind of just overall me, um, my top three are freedom, passion, and love. Um, but I think I've also just added in like in relationships, integrity mm-hmm. is a very important value to me and communication is a very important value to me. Um, so there, you know, I'm, I'm starting to like dive into like, oh, I think that I have like in different areas of my life or different relationships, like how this all looks. Um, but the passion piece, I'm, I am just a naturally very passionate person. I'm one of those people who like everything is like the best ever, like I had the best salad of my life for lunch today. And tomorrow, I guarantee you I'll have the best salad of my life for lunch tomorrow, right? Like, I'm just that person. I I need to be excited about something. I need to be invested in something in order to care about it. And so passion is just something that's really important to me. And then love, like I 
I love pe- people and I love the like just the feeling of love and I fall in love with all of my clients and like I love my friends to the end of the earth and back and like it's just really important to me that the people in my life are people that I'm excited about right like this friend of mine that helped me through the conversations and sent me that message today she and I just sat in the park yesterday for 30 minutes and just like sat in the sunshine and just like poured our love out to each other of like, oh, I just appreciate this about you. And like, oh, your ass looks so good in those jeans today. And like, oh, like, you know, just there's something so nourishing about having those kinds of relationships and dynamics that I have to have those in friendship, you know, any kinds of relationship, business, whatever. I need to be working with people that I love. Um, otherwise, it's it's not going to work for me. It doesn't work for most people. Everybody, <laughs> you you need you need that uh, that energy, that good energy that um, doesn't drain you, but you know elevates you, right? Constantly, yeah. you know the values thing is a very interesting. Um, yes, we have them for personal and for business, and so often, more than not, they're very correlated with each other, right? You know, and um, when we you know think of values like 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 integrity, like character, like communication, and honesty, and uh, you know. Uh, leaning into having the tough conversations and things like that. Um, These values um, are also very directional. They're going to give you, you know, a very clear, you know, path to quote unquote, you know, success, whatever it is for that each individual for their whatever outcome they're looking for, because they're willing to have the conversations, they're willing to open up about what they really think and feel. It doesn't make them right, but at least they're willing to talk through it. Um, And, you know, character is everything. Um, I say to everybody, I'm like, just pay attention to the decisions that the person is making and how they're making them. And you'll pretty much know everything that you need to know in partnership, uh, in personal partnership and in, in uh, business partnership. Look at the type of decisions that they're making and how they're making them. And that'll tell you everything that you need to know. Now, the next step would be to not judge them if you don't agree, but you also don't have to stay. Right. And so that's how, to your point earlier, like move, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Like, oh, no, not aligned here. Got to go. But it's okay if that's the way you want to do it. That's okay. I just got to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Right? And one thing that I have begun using is I've, I've begun using my values as a filter. So when, say, an opportunity comes to me in business, I'm like, okay, is this aligned with my filter of freedom? Yes. Is this something yes. that I'm passionate about? Is this, a project that I'm going to fall in love with or a person I'm going to fall in love with and want to do more with, right? Um, in relationship, like, is this someone that I feel safe having hard conversations with in order to be in integrity with myself? If the answer is no. And to be honest, like this situation I'm facing right now, like I don't feel safe having integral conversations. And so like, I'm out. Yeah. Like I can't, I, I just, if it, if it goes through that filter and the answer is no, then I, I like I literally cannot do it. And I owe it to myself to have those boundaries with those filters because I I don't, you know, I believe in in more than one life, but I only get this life once. Yes. And so yes. I want this life, my only experience of this life to be the most full that I can make it. And I'm the only one that can make it that. So I owe it to myself to have those filters and those boundaries because otherwise I'm going to walk through this life like the first 20 years of my life, like frustrated, upset, 
disconnected with myself and like it's just it's not worth it it's not worth it it's not and actually it's the it's the responsible thing to do both for yourself and for somebody else like i i've literally had to tell people i'm like no it's a we're not aligned is a good thing to have this uh conversation up front because like it's going to save us having to force, you know, round peg square hole later on. We're saving both of us time. It may be something, maybe that's not the answer that you wanted, but you have to respect the fact that I'm respecting you enough to be able to say that in the very beginning, or at least move in that kind of manner. Like if anything, that saves even more, um, like on honesty, not only saves everybody time, but it also kind of saves this, um, you know, ability to be like, I might link up with you again. Like you might. You might because like you'll respect the fact that I, I, I'm being I'm speaking from my truth and what what aligns for me. I'm that is respect to other people. And I think people get really caught up uh, in you probably know this, especially before as you evolve quite a bit. And I have as well. And it's uh, givers, you know, um, often give too much to a point where they eventually have to learn discernment. There's nothing wrong with giving. This is what we're here to do. But giving from the heart and giving from your ego are two different places, even though most people think they're only giving from their heart. And why did this happen and this and that and all these other things? I'm like, you gave from your ego. Some, if you are hurt, your ego is hurt because giving from your heart is unconditional and you'd be very direct and honest. Unconditional love is honest. It is saying the thing that most people aren't willing to say to make sure that you're being respectful and loving by being willing to have that conversation. And in doing so, you'll kind of get the outcome that, you know, you'll have the discernment and the boundaries to move the way that you need to and, and probably have a lot less of the, the hiccups. You'll still have life, but it'll be a little bit more predictable about where you're heading, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I feel like <laughs> we, I know we can go on a tear on that, but um, so what do you have coming up right now? Like what, what are you working on? I know you're working on the second book. Yes. Um, I have, I just hired this marketing company a few months ago and mm -hmm. they're putting together a masterclass for me to help more entrepreneurs okay. commit to taking the next step. And I'm very, very excited about it. Um, like you mentioned, there's a lot of people that are like, if you're not committed to your business, then, you know, fuck you, you're not a real entrepreneur. And I'm <laughs> like, but they're like, they you said, there to has be. to be a level of compassion. Like yes. those people need to be seen and, and talked to and, you know, know that there's another option out there for them. Like, and so I'm very excited for that. Um, I have reopened my solopreneur scaling accelerator, um, hoping to get that started again in May, which is exciting. I'm going to Alaska in June for the first time for my sister's wedding, which Amazing. is going to be fun. And uh, just overall excited for the world to open back up. I uh, I have some travel vouchers that I need to cash in, <laughs> debating about going to the Galapagos Islands towards the end of the year, might be Puerto Vallarta. I really want to get back to Italy because I haven't been back since 2009. So lots of travel and fun and exploring this new city I live in as well. I think I'm taking most of the month of May off to do like one fun thing a day in mm -hmm. Tulsa. And Amazing. Also, we'll also needed. Um, and by the way, I, I like that, um, you know, showing the, the compassion to the, you know, but they want to, they want to learn. And I, it's like if, if entrepreneurship had a, this sounds funny, but like if entrepreneurship had like a, a first day of high school or a first day of, you know, or first grade, but a first day of high school, it's like, hey, they want to get in the game. But if we nurture them appropriately, 
wow, just think of the things that they, you know, think about the first impression of like, oh, it doesn't have to be this bad. And oh, somebody willing to actually educate me because I'm showing up. I want, I want to learn. And so I really admire um, that approach because think about how many more cool people we can, you know, or cool inventions and businesses and things that we can help create. You know what I mean? So I love that. That can be a really hard commitment to make for yourself. And so, you know, having someone by your side who's like, listen, I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to dry your tears. And I'm also going to kick you in the ass because you're capable of this. Right. Right. Like it just changes the game for so many. Had I not had a coach when I started this business, a hundred percent, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, by the way, I like that. Uh, I'm not going to enable you, but I'm here for you. And we're going to, I got the blue, I got blueprints that these things, no matter how individual the journey, these things will help you take the steps. I'm not going to enable you, but I'm here for you. <laughs> so great. I joke sometimes, I'm like, my job is a combination of like being the cheerleader and being the like kind of bitchy best friend that's willing to tell you the things that you don't want to hear. Perfect. <laughs> like, you know, depends yeah. on the day, depends on the situation. But like, those are generally the two, uh, two personalities I, I go between with clients. And people who need both, you know, it's true. <laughs> where, it where, is true. where can everybody find you online? Uh, my website is my name, breeseely.com. Uh, my Instagram is my name, breeseely. I'm on Facebook with my name, breeseely. I'm on LinkedIn. Like the best place to come hang out with me though is Instagram. Like that is where if you send me a DM similar to Matt, you will hear back from me. If you message me on LinkedIn, it might be two months before you hear back from me. <laughs> or six from me. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Every now and then I log in, I'm like, oh man, there's a whole bunch of messages. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I logged in the other day and I was like 300 pending mm-hmm. requests. Right. And I was like, Oh, right. you're like, oh, I'll come back to that click. Um, yeah, I don't have time for this. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So everybody listening, com, or you can uh, reach out to her, Bree Seely on Instagram, as she said it, you know, you guys know how the DM works. Um, reach out, uh, especially for some of you guys that are a little bit newer in the uh, wanting to take those uh, steps, like ask her, ask her a couple of questions, like see where, you know, or, or learn a little bit more about what she's got going on with those programs. Um you know, you don't have to be alone to start things. So that's very, very key. Um, you know, I found that the only way I ever was able to do much was um, find really great people um, who can give me really great answers. Um, and even then, you know, I had to still do the work. So <laughs> as Brie mentioned, uh, Brie, thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate you being here. And, you know, I always say to our guests, it's a journey-driven podcast, so you're welcome back anytime. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure six months or a year from now, we'll have a whole another set of content to go over. <laughs> so hopefully, right? hopefully I try not to stay too stagnant, you know? Right. Absolutely. Well, uh, every day in our world <laughs> changes every five minutes. So I'm like, oh, I'll have new content by tomorrow. So a little true. Right? Little true. So thank, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for everybody listening, uh, just appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much uh, for being here for the, all the ratings and the reviews and for being a part of this journey the last six years. It's incredible. Six million downloads uh, means a lot to me. You guys have no idea. Um, and uh, But then I sometimes you do because you actually guys, you reach out to me and I just wanted to say thank you for all of that. Uh, for Bree Seely, for myself, Matt Gottesman, for House Sold Separately, please continue to leave the ratings and reviews, but we are out. We'll be right back.